welcome to Subatours, the podcast where three film nerds talk shit about movies. But, you know, it's not always just the bad shit. Always, you know, we got some good shit too. I'm sure we're going to be raving about a couple of movies too. My name is MJ. Hello. I'm Misha. And that that was a lot of shit that you just said. <laughs> yeah, great start, huh? <laughs> I know. Just like putting it out there rating. right away. <laughs> just so we're clear, we swear in this podcast. Yes, yes and except I'm our Angel. producer's going to murder us for opening with <laughs> it. Probably the one who swears the most. So, yeah. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Please do. And who are you? Please My name's Anjo. What the fuck is this all about? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is our little movie podcast. Of course, we're going to be talking about everything on the screen and probably some TV series too. But Misha, maybe you'd like to explain how this all started. Well, you, basically. this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it usually is. No, okay. This started when MJ and I were… Well, basically something that we like to do is we like to talk about movies that we've seen. And nine times out of ten, I don't know why, our luck is the most recent thing that we've ever seen in common. Usually happens to be something awful. So it's always <laughs> fun to make fun of those things. It, it, it's always fun, honestly, to make fun of bad movies. As much fun as it is to talk about good movies, it's even more fun to talk about bad ones. And the, at that time, I think the most recent thing that we'd seen was Cats. Ugh. And I can honestly say we were never the same after that. <laughs> that was a real test of friendship. Wait, so where do it I really come was. into this? Where, where, where do I come into this? You're Misha's uh, lover. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it's convenient. My wife will hear this. <laughs> No, Our no, no. audience will probably like sense us uh, like a little bit of sexual tension, or that's the point where I'm just gonna be like, "Dude, do you want me to leave?" <laughs> just kidding. What do you mean a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, Anjo. No, we love Anjo. Anjo, he's um, he's my friend, and um, he has. I don't know. He's like the most optimistic person when it comes to watching bad movies because I don't care how bad it is, he will find the silver lining. To this day, he's the only one I know who has anything good to say about Justice League. And he's not being ironic. Dude, superheroes. Then why don't you watch Cats? <laughs> I want to see Anjo's okay. positive no. insights on Cats. I, I, I tried 10 minutes of Cats and I couldn't even get past <laughs> 10 minutes. See, what happened I'm not to the optimism? Bad. I, I have oh, my uh, limits. Where's your silver lining? Oh, you'll you probably find lived. it when Rebel Wilson comes in. Or not. You, you will. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, just I to give know. you guys a little bit of an idea of where we're at. Um, it's 2020. It is mid-March. And we're all stuck in quarantine. I'm pretty sure you guys know. Oh, COVID. Oh, no. So you know how bad it is. And people are all locked up in their homes. And uh, this is the only time we actually got together and started a podcast. Because we've been talking about this for a while. Even before the whole lockdown started. And we've been meaning to meet in person. But that really never happened until the lockdowns. And we only got to meet online. And here it is! Finally! Our child. Right. Our right. child. So for, for all MJ knows, you know, Andrew doesn't really <laughs> exist. He's just like a Muppet that I have on the side. I have like a ventriloquist tell me and I just named him I, Andrew. I, I was we a don't, fake, don't know if you're real. I was Misha's fake account, apparently. You know. <laughs> oh. oh no. So oh, yeah, geez. we are now in quarantine and uh, that's what we're going to talk about for this first episode. What have you guys been watching while stuck at home? We can go from TV series or movies 
as long as you binge watched it um, while you were stuck at home. So who wants to start? Wait, hmm. I got a question. Why did you what? say it was March? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad this is, dude. I am losing track of the days. It starts with M2. Okay, it's me. It's me. My God, my brain. We are recording at… Uh, what time is it? It's 11? 11. 11. So, it is yeah. 11. Apologies right, for right. my brain. So yes, here we go. May no, it's 2020. <laughs> it's May. No, I think we've May. been in quarantine too long. Seriously, it's been, what, 84 days, 85 days at this point? Jesus. I, it's hard to keep track. I know. And I can 86, honestly say… 86 days. 86. Ugh. This quarantine, just so everybody knows, started on March 16, which happened to be my birthday. So that was a good one. Happy birthday! <laughs> that was pretty awful though. But, yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry. But what can I say? So far, so good. I mean, you know, um, Netflix has been a wonderful friend in the absence yes. of cinemas, honestly. So that's what I've been doing. I've been watching uh, a lot of Netflix. Uh, and the most recent thing that I got into, and I think a lot of people who are listening uh, possibly have gotten into, would be The Last Dance, uh, the Michael Ugh. Jordan documentary that just does not pull any punches. It is amazing. I still haven't seen it because I'm not emotionally prepared for it. <laughs> I Man. feel like, hmm, did I want to finish the season or like, I, I wanted to wait for the season to finish so I could like just go straight and binge watch it till the finish. But like, hmm. No, but emotions. it became like a Monday ritual for me. Same here, same yeah, here. Like every Monday, every Monday, it's like, it's the last dance tonight, watching the last dance tonight. No matter what other, what games or what work I have to finish, as long as it's around 9 yeah. p.m., it's the last dance. Because growing up in the 90s, there was no bigger hero than Michael Jordan. What I, what I loved personally about watching this documentary was that it took me back, honestly, to my personal childhood, really. Because I grew up watching these guys. And I watched a lot of geeky things, a lot of nerdy things. And not my dad didn't really... He wasn't really into a lot of the things that I would watch or whatever. But the cool thing was when it came to the NBA and especially when it came to just seeing Michael Jordan do his thing, you know, that was some that was a time when we could both nerd out. And it was just Aww. fun. And watching it now is like reliving all of that. In fact, I end up seeing each episode like at least twice. I see it on my own, then I end up watching it with my mom because it reminds us both of when my dad was around. Oh, that's sweet. Mm. That's mm. A, I guess. I guess that attachment is something like no, no one else can beat. You know, like brings up good memories between you and your dad. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I mean, I'm sorry. I I, I know it's a movie podcast, and, but all but this is what we what I've been watching, and that that's what? just you know that's the emotion that it brings up. Yeah, Aww. I mean, like like same here. It's it's more of a nostalgic thing because I used to watch basketball with my mom, the man, because it was my mom who got me into basketball. Like she was a Lakers fan and she's still a Lakers fan. But back growing up in the 90s, when you watch, like you don't really care about all the other teams. You care about who the best team is as a kid. And back right. you know, in the 90s, it was no one else but the Bulls. So that's true. Yeah, you know, growing up, I even had books about the NBA, like the lineups and, and the stuff and the details about each player. And I would just dog ear all the pages about the Chicago Bulls players just so I could read <laughs> up on them. So Nerd. that's a, look who's talking. 
<laughs> yeah, but grow, you know, like growing growing up, you don't re- there's so much innocence as a kid when you watch when you, when I watched the NBA back then. Pero watching this documentary just brought out so many so much more things. Like as a grow as a, as a as an adult, you know, when when you when you see so much of the story behind everything that's been happening, especially in that last year when Michael Jordan decided to retire. <laughs> He retires. Spoiler. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, it's a doctor. By the way, they never won anything. They didn't win any of the championships. Oh no! Really? Yeah. Medyo medyo downer yung ending. Patay sila lahat. Oh wow! No, pero take that Infinity War. Pero in all seriousness, though, because before you know, growing up, parents would say, "Don't be like Dennis Rodman." Like oh, yeah. is a bad example. <laughs> yes! My mom said that to my brothers, especially yeah. about the tattoos, the piercing, the colored, the colored hair. hair, all the my scandals, goodness. right? It's like no, but- my mom was like, do not, okay, I'll allow you to root for the Bulls, but we want not- you to look up to MJ and not Dennis this, Rodman. This clown or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but then it was only until I started playing basketball in high school that you know I really appreciated what Dennis Rodman did for the team. And this documentary really gave justice to what he's, his contributions are, no matter what he did off the court or his antics were off the court. Like they really did give a lot of credit to what he did on the court, which I loved about this series. Not one important bull was left out. Like Aww. Scottie Pippen... Like Scottie Pippen, I've been a fan of Scottie Pippen for a long time, and people say that he's he's not even like a great player, but he was super good. He was be he was know, great. Just, what are you talking about? He was great. He was you know he was the player that a lot of forwards play like now. Like LeBron James can play honestly play like Scottie Pippen, who would run plays more than score points. That's true because yeah. he wasn't so, trying wait. to look after his you know his statistics or his legacy. Exactly. <laughs> Well, but that's a you different know, story. <laughs> uh, we can get over your LeBron that's fetish at another pod- point. That, that's a different podcast. <laughs> no, but it's funny that the whole last dance thing came up because the actually, and this is this is one hundred percent true. The first movie that I ever went to, like on my own, and I paid for with my own money, and I'm going to date myself entirely, was Space Jam. Yeah, I loved Space Jam so much. <laughs> I had I the toys. So much. I, I had the toys. <laughs> here's the thing, right? But uh, here's the thing: if you didn't grow up at that time and you just watch this movie now, you're gonna wonder what the actual hell were people sniffing back in the '90s. But well, it was I gotta awesome. tell you, <laughs> you know, no, back you're then, absolutely right. It was awesome. That movie was beyond its time. I swear. <laughs> Michael Jordan was like the biggest thing on the planet. He was like. The Beatles and 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 whatever big thing, okay. He was like everything rolled into one. He was like the ultimate thing. He was like a rock star. He was like a superhero. He was like an actor. He was like a cartoon character. Everything in one. And now you're gonna put him into a movie with Bugs Bunny, who was still popular at the time. So yeah, people couldn't get enough of it. I must have watched it like a bajillion times. And let's not forget how Lola Bunny was the sexual awakening of a lot of boys out there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting you not to agree, <laughs> but okay. Well, but yeah, a lot of like, like a lot of my guy guilty. friends were like, "Yeah, Lola Bunny, man, 
She, she's like, bad. I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's creepy that you guys are like getting turned on by a cartoon, but you, she was hot to be quite honest. But like, I, I wouldn't say get turned on, but there was definitely some attraction. You know what? <laughs> you know what's weirder for some guys? Some guys would even say Nala was like. Sexual awakening. Oh what yeah, the? like that's, that's even that's more. She gave. No, that, can no, you feel that's the love even tonight? More, that's that's even more. She gave up. Simba. My God, <laughs> Nala. She has Come a face. Exactly. <laughs> Come that's the hither. only word for it. Wow. Like, I, I, I could quote. I could. I could quote my friend. I mean, like, I will leave his his name out. But my friend did mention one time that like, Nala was so hot. Like, even if she was a lioness, I would do her. I was like, what the fuck, bro? But to be, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. also, also <laughs> a lot of girls. So a lot of girls were actually charmed by, you know, that sequence in Hakun Matara where they're just like walking on the logs and they're just three of them. You know, he Simba gets older and older and older. When you hear that first note from Simba singing in grown-up voice, a lot of girls were like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Are you so serious? I guess it's the same for Simba. We can also acknowledge wow. Simba. <laughs> <laughs> and that wow. beautiful singing voice. It means no worries. I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, you this people in your furry, <laughs> furry fetishes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. I will not. Uh, wait. <laughs> At, it's at just least the voice. Is, it's, it's a vocal at, attraction. Just the voice. At, at least Lola Bunny was a little bit more, you know, was anamorphic. So she was kind of human. In a way. Yes. In, in a way. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It had nothing to do with the short shorts or the cutoff shirt. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, okay. So we've um, digressed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, th- I so, think we we… We caught, captured a whole new audience that we weren't expecting. <laughs> oh, God. Oops. Yeah, but um, in, in my case, though, I guess, what caught my attention mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks of quarantine was the Tiger King. Since we're talking oh, about yeah, lions and big cats. Oh, uh, <laughs> Cool cats and Look kittens. I see, what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> hey, cool cats and kittens. so funny how this Tiger King started um, when, of uh, course, when quarantine was just about the first few weeks in. And it's right. like, it we are like, day 87. It blew up. And then suddenly, if you haven't watched it for a while, it's like, uh, so it's, it's just how fast we consume content and how fast it gets a little old. I mean, it's still pretty fresh. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. Go see it. But like, people have already kind of stopped talking about it. Yeah. Except they moved on. Yeah, yeah we moved except- on. Except now we can we have a movie to look forward to. Well, oh yeah, there's is it is it making. did they greenlight it yet? I no. don't know. I thought it was like Nicolas Cage or something. Yeah, I think I linked you guys. <laughs> that was actually a TV series, but the I gun, saw the gun uh, okay. toting the gun toting redneck, the gay gun toting redneck with a mullet. There you go. I would love to see Nicolas Cage as. Um, Joe Exotic. But I also read somewhere that casting news-wise, I'm not sure if this is the movie or the TV series, but Tara Reid, Carol Baskin. No way. <laughs> that is no way. Come on. No way. She's, no way, man. You're maybe, young, you're gonna say, maybe young Carol Baskin. You're going to say you remember when Tara Reid was hot. American Pie. <laughs> I was thinking Ben Wilder. <laughs> totally. I would agree. Yeah. Van Wilder, yeah. 
But yeah, Tiger King was a great binge. I finished it in two days. Or if you like put it all together, it's like almost like one night. But it was just that addictive. And I guess more people are into true crime lately. I know. When I started, I did not expect that it would be true crime. It just Mm -hmm. sounded like this weird freak show. And then it it just snowballed from there. It's so weird that you didn't know if it was an animal rights or a true crime or a conspiracy documentary. It was all of those rolled into one. Like That's why it was such a roller coaster. Like I don't know which storyline I would follow or I wanted to follow the most. I think that's what made it so interesting because you don't know what to expect per episode. It's oh, like yeah. today it's uh it's about Joe Exotic and all of, all his crazy antics, and another episode it's about the love story. Another episode it's the murder conspiracy. It's like what? So I guess that's what yeah. made it so addictive. Yeah, but the interesting so, thing is all the characters, quote unquote. You know, are real people and are real people, and they're all so colorful. Like, there's something you would, there's something you could hate so much about them. There's something you you could enjoy about them. Uh, no, it's, it's true. So, I mean, they're just they're so unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there is not a single, there's not a decent human being in the bunch. No, I, yeah, I the, like the husband. Carol Which Baskin's one's the husband? husband? No, 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 no. The Joe's, Joe's Joe exotic husband. husband. Which yep, one? Yep. The topless one. The guy. <laughs> the topless one. <laughs> Great. That, that, no, 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 no. Well, although I know who you're talking no. about, it's just interesting that you picked that adjective. Yeah, because you know, because he, he wanted to show off all of his tattoos. Okay, the show was the show blew up to a point where Joel McHale actually asked Netflix if he could interview them for this short follow-up episode. Oh, I didn't finish it. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, dude, it was hilarious. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Okay, I like how he, first few minutes bored me. I like how he how My, how his sarcasm. He worked his sarcasm into the interviews. Oh, so okay, interesting. He actually asked the topless dude, "Why were you topless?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he did give that reason to show off all his unfinished tattoos. And At then least the guy was, was like saying he didn't he didn't like his portrayal because they made him look like some kind of drug addict. Well, <laughs> and he's like, I've been clean, I've been clean for years. <laughs> well, okay, true. so so that's that's what that's what probably for the first few weeks of the quarantine. That's what I I've been watching. Like, what about that's you? That's true. I actually this I wouldn't say it's new. New. It's been out for years, but then the. Latest season also came out during quarantine. So I finally caught up on Better Call Saul after Ooh, nice. I've been bugged so for so long to actually watch it. So I actually finished the whole the whole series up till season five. What's well, their season six is gonna come out, God knows when, thanks to the lockdowns. And it takes them years to finish. But it was so good. So, so good. I mean, it's not Breaking Bad. It's It has a different flavor, but it's still a badass. It's still wonderfully written, wonderfully shot. And you fall in love with these gray area characters as well. It's like, there's no good guy. There's no straight up good guy. There's no black and white. And I love stuff like that. Because it's right. an interesting look into the human psyche. Like, nobody's perfect. Nobody's ever going to be just black and white or good or evil. Because like we all have those screws loose or those really, really bad decisions that make us into people who we That's are. That's super interesting. But like, yeah, but make it, <laughs> it really... like, just put it into law context and my 
God, I've also I've also found the character I I really really hate so much with a passion and breaking call Saul. So it's like, am I am I gonna say who it is? But anyway, you're just gonna find out for yourself. I don't know. You, if you, want to. you invented a new show when you said yeah. breaking call Saul, but it's all good. What? Did can I say we, that? Can we say? <laughs> oh my God! I'm. Sh- it's okay. It's eleven. You said breaking call oh, Saul. I did. She did. Fuck. Yeah, you did. Fuck me. Maybe you're watching another show, but no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, Better Call Saul is brilliant. Um, hands I hate down. myself right now. <laughs> it's okay. We don't. Uh, I've actually God. gone through a couple of episodes. Um, yes, finally. I haven't finished it, but uh, as I mentioned, like when we were talking before, it's it's a slow burn, but the characters it are is. very well written. Very well written. Oh yes, like every character, every main character and supporting character would have their shining moments. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. just I just need a break from it sometimes because it's slow burn. But people say it. Just, it, it, it I don't know if it it's true. If it picks up. It gets faster. Yeah, it, it picks does. up. It picks, up. picks it, up. It really does. And if you are a fan of Breaking Bad, better call Saul. <laughs> will have its moments. <laughs> I love um, the Breaking fan Bad. service too. Yeah, it it'll have its moments. Like if, especially if you've seen Breaking Bad and then the little Easter eggs are dropped and then you see them, it's like, oh my god, yes! You know what I think is funny though? What? I think it's funny is like when you see characters from Breaking Bad and it's a pre this is a prequel, right? Mm-hmm. So when you see characters from Breaking Bad and they look 10 years older than they did on Breaking <laughs> Bad, but it's okay. It's, it's okay, okay. It's you so forgive good. it. It's so besides, good. <laughs> besides the fact that Breaking Bad was shot on film, and of course you see less details and it's a little bit more gritty. Better Call Saul was shot in digital, where you see all the details, all the wrinkles, and all the uh, pores. No, <laughs> yes, all, all the, the pores. pores. But it's, all the it's pores. still wonderfully all the shot. Spots. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what? Great. Why? What? Great. No, no, Thank no, you no. For no. The Listen visual. to me. <laughs> no, listen to me, okay? It is not a spoiler. Everyone knows that Mike is on the show because yeah. he gets nominated every year for this role. My God, and for he's some reason, I, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't win. But if you watch, if you watch what? Breaking Bad, and then you watch Better Call Saul, he looks like he aged two hundred years, and it's supposed to be set <laughs> like what 10, 10 years before. But he looks like yeah, he, yeah, he's like a super old man in the past. <laughs> I love him though. I love how they fleshed out his character here in Better Call Saul. I'm gonna keep reiterating, Better. My God. Uh, anyway, but yeah, um, they flesh out a lot of the characters you loved from Breaking Bad, and you, when you watch it, you realize, oh, that's why they were like this in Bre- Breaking Bad because of everything that unfolds mm-hmm, in Breaking mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. <laughs> Almost said breaking again. My God. This could be a new tongue twister. Uh, I know. Better call us all breaking bad. Note breaking for bad, episode two drink coffee. I'm so sleepy. Breaking, but anyway. <laughs> breaking call us all. Oh God. I'm going to make a new show. It's going to be like no, whatever happens. Be the name of this episode. <laughs> I'm going to make a new show. Whatever happens after Better Call us all and before Breaking Bad is Breaking Call us all. My God. No, anyway. That's the name of this episode. The Last Dance of Breaking Calls. No! No! Bad. No! 
<laughs> Dear listeners, I'm not as stupid as I sound. I'm just really stupid. She's anyway. not stupid, guys. She's sleep deprived. <laughs> Caffeine deprived. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. So let's talk. How about movies? Because we've just talked about documentaries Ooh, and, um, and and shows. Shows. So since this started out as a movie podcast, <laughs> after all. <laughs> so, so ironic I blame the quarantine. Shows. Yeah, I blame the quarantine too. But movies, <laughs> movies. Hmm. You know, I I dove into I dove into like fr- movie franchises, the ones with sequels and you know movie series like Harry Potter, Hunger Games. So it's so Hollywood. It's so. Pero I mean, like it's something that I could use as background background noise while you're working oh, yeah. from home. Hey, no no judgments, no judgments. Something that something that you don't really have to pay attention to while you're working. But yeah, it was Hunger Games and then. Which I didn't really like. It was more of my wife's choice. And Harry <laughs> Potter. Harry Potter, I Harry Potter I liked because I loved the books growing up. And I love the movies and also Hermione Granger. You, you know what's of scary? Course, who though? doesn't love you Hermione know? Granger? Stupid people. But you know what's scary about um, <laughs> <laughs> You know what's scary about the Hunger Games is the longer this quarantine goes on, it looks like it could be a documentary. <laughs> oh God. Like ev- everything post-apocalyptic is like Oh yeah, we're getting there. Oh, like the Maze Runner. When we yep, get to Mad Max, I'm gonna be worried. Oh my god! <laughs> but if you look like Charlize Theron in the desert, that should be fine. Well, I yeah. would be fine if I ended up like that. I think we'd all yeah, be like, you know, know, but I don't want to be praying to uh, the Chrome or what? What was that? Was what was the what was the god again? The Chrome the one where they prayed. Yeah, this I way, think so. That's where they were like spraying. They were spraying themselves with it. Yeah, to go to Valhalla. Was it Valhalla? They were saying. I don't remember. I, I just want to know where good, the heck though. you find gas in the desert. I don't know. That that movie was oh, awesome yeah. though. I well, love that movie. I know. And the absolutely re- crazy thing was it was directed by the same guy who directed who the first three movies. The first three Mad Max movies. The Mel Gibson and for some reason, he all, No, that was the third one. But he also did Happy Feet. And I don't know why to this day. <laughs> what? Money. Money. George Miller what? did Mad Max 1, Mad Max 2, Mad Max 3, <coughs> Mad Max Fury Road, and Happy Feet. Didn't didn't he want I to do this shooketh. movie? Like, didn't he want to do Fury Road a long time ago? Like like five yeah. to ten years before he actually was able to do it? But technology or no he studio was, he want, wanted no, to Even longer. Even no, but when they finally did, they were ready to shoot. They were even gonna use Mel Gibson. Um, the desert area that they wanted to shoot in, there was like a typhoon and then it started growing plants so they couldn't use it anymore. So it got delayed again. By the time they got their shit in order, Mel Gibson was no longer available. Oh. Mm. Interesting. And, wow. And um, it's, Trivia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, my, I have a, my mind has an endless capacity for useless information. One of That's the things also that kept... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one of the things that kept George Miller busy... Also, why he couldn't do Mad Max 4, which eventually became Mad Max Fury Road, was he was trying to make a Justice League movie around the same time as Batman Begins and Superman Returns were being made. Yes, but he <laughs> eventually had to drop out of the project. Um, I, remember this. I think they canceled it or something. I mean, or that, that, that would have been he, crazy. I think no, but he, Army I Hammer think, was Superman or something. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a different cast altogether. It was supposed to be independent of the Man of Steel movies. No, I don't think it was. They, it was they canceled. I think um, he didn't agree with Warner Brothers with how Warner Brothers wanted the movie to be shot. I think, if I remember correctly. 
<laughs> no, wait. Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. Green. Sorry, my bad. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Army Hammer with dark hair. Ooh. I'd rather have him as a Superman. I don't know. He could work. Though. Actually, yeah. He, he hmm. could work. He could work. As what? But, Batman uh, or Green actually, Lantern? He could be Green Lantern. I could live with that. Yep. Right? Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. So, what other movies have you been watching? Um, Ooh. Go for it. Uh, what have you been <laughs> let's watching? Get, let's get to the bad movie. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but 2019 Charlie's Angels. Ah! I, um, <laughs> and I actually... Um, <laughs> and I actually liked it. I saw. I saw, I'm sorry. I saw that. Really? I saw that prior. I saw that prior to the lockdown. I had fun with it. <laughs> I had yeah, no fun, I had fun with fun. it. I mean, I had fun with it's that. It's never gonna be as good as the the Cameron Diaz, yes. uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu tandem. It's never gonna be as good. But I had. Ex- I don't know if it's because my expectations were so 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 low. <laughs> and maybe it also has something to do with me having a huge crush on Kristen Stewart, but probably no. not. Uh, Honestly, I think I she was think... one of the best parts of that because I never, ex- Actually, I never expected her to play a role that carefree, that aloof. I don't know. She wait, was but, funny. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like she actually sold the role. I was actually impressed by her. If you, when you watch that movie, she's the only one who's having any fun. I'm not even kidding. She's the only one having fun. Everyone else takes well, themselves so Scott seriously. Kind of which is probably why I enjoy that movie. <laughs> no, but it was. I, I think that's why I didn't, because the old ones were just so ridiculous, and they embraced their. Sorry, I feel like it was a lot of fan service. No, fan service isn't the word. It was a big no. It's risk, okay. Though. I mean, they only they weren't they didn't cast anybody else known. Like the rest of the the angels, like two of the other angels, weren't even like super big names yet. You know, they well, they, they got the girl who played the- Jasmine. And Aladdin, I don't even remember what? her name. And then this Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott. There you go. And then the other mm. girl, who the British girl. She's actually a. She, I think she was a yeah. model. Before. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I think so. Well, the height, given the height well, and the, the very beautiful long legs. I think a yeah. couple of people might have heard of Make Patrick it, it Stewart. It. Well, of course, <laughs> and Elizabeth Banks. And Elizabeth Banks, well, who also directed it. Well, personally, I'm not that big of a fan of Elizabeth Banks's directing as of now. She also did Pitch Perfect. Two, which was eh, no. for me. Yeah, two was kind of so two was kind it, of meh. Yeah, so when I I also had low expectations. Two was meh. What about opinion. the third one? I didn't watch the third one. Uh, I don't know. The third one didn't know what if it was a pitch perfect movie or an action movie or a you know or a sappy <laughs> love story. I don't know. The third one was just horrible. Like I don't know. <laughs> it really was. I had no. I, I think, who directed the third one? Was it also Elizabeth Banks? I think it was. I'm honestly or she not produced sure. It. She may well, she have produced all three. She produced all yeah. three. She did, but I'm not sure if she directed the third one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I like her as an actress, but like the directing, I'm not convinced yet. So I feel like this could have gone to a more seasoned director. The, Possibly. Charlie's Angels could have gone to a more seasoned director. I think it would be better, maybe. But she got the humor down, down pat. I mean, some parts in the script were pretty snappy and witty. Yeah. I guess. Well, Some part. To be fair, but overall, it just didn't have the sense of silliness, honestly, from the old ones. Yes. And that's what I yes. missed from it. Because yeah. the old ones made no pretenses. Because think about it. I mean, a lot of people may not remember or maybe they don't know, but the whole Charlie's Angels franchise was based on a 1970s TV show. 
And even back then, back then, the idea of three tough female detectives solving crimes, beating up bad guys, that was a novelty back then. And the whole reason that the early, the 2000s movies, um, Charlie's Angels and Full Throttle, the second one, they, 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 they knew that the concept, even if it was basically designed for, you know, people to look at these girls in sexy outfits every week, undercover, the set, those movies decided to have fun. They owned it. They had fun with it. And um, yeah, I, I miss true. that sense of fun, honestly. Well, I guess that's what that is the big element missing from it, like the the fun, the the slight campiness of it all. Absolutely, the, the campiness was which fun. we only kind of saw from we only kind of saw it from Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and, and maybe a little bit of Elizabeth. Some Banks, of the maybe a little scenes. bit of Naomi Scott, but they could have gone all the way. Yeah, also the action yeah. scenes they could have gone so much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like the action you know, scenes title of your looked like. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> No, literally, that's what she said. But anyway. <laughs> oh my god! Um, like seriously, I mean, I think there were there, there were some nods to the past because, like, okay, the two thousands Charlie's Angels movies they acknowledged that the seventies show happened right in yeah. the same universe, yep. and this movie actually acknowledges that the 2000 movies happen in the same universe because you see some of the outfits in the closet, right? In the wardrobe. No, yeah. But the, the one thing yep. that I really didn't appreciate about this was Parang, they, they gave, uh, they, they kind of like uh, ruined the mystery of who Charlie was. Yeah, so, yeah so a little the, bit. The kind of like didn't really help because also I feel like this movie was made, was written, produced, and directed by Elizabeth Banks to somehow make a statement, like a girl power thing, which isn't bad at all. But the way she did it, didn't really trans... Didn't really... (laughs) What? But the way she did it... Good save. No, no. I mean, Wonder Woman is obviously all that. Okay, we'll get to Wonder Woman in a bit. Uh, Okay, go ahead. ahead. Captain Marvel tried it. I blame Brie Olsen for... And the directors for actually not getting that thing Larson. What the hell? did I say? You're... You said Brie Larson. Oh shit, I was thinking about Lar- Scarlet Witch. Sorry. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. 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 Brie Larson. I love uh, Brie Larson did- and I trust her acting no. chops to death. But what the but hell I, happened? I feel like she was just… I think Brie Olsen but in Captain, was… Okay, in Captain Marvel, I feel like she wasn't brief well Cold enough. Laws? Larson! <laughs> Larson. No, Brie Larson. Olsen. She started out on Breaking Call Saul. Fuck you. <laughs> oh crap. Fuck you. <laughs> Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I feel like… Yes, I'm not alone! You people. <laughs> we are sleepy as fuck, yeah. you guys. It's okay. It's we need okay. Calm. Brie, Brie Larson, I feel like, wasn't brief <laughs> well enough. I don't know. I, I feel like… Interesting. Yeah, I mean like that… Anyway, going back to Charlie's Angels. Now I'm, I'm confused. Charlie's Angels. Now I'm confused. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Girl power. No. Girl power. So going back, going back to Charlie's Angels, I feel like Elizabeth Banks just tried to go all girl power on this thing. Now, it didn't really come across as natural. Like it was too forced. I, I, I'm, not, hmm. I'm not saying I'm anti-feminist and all that, everything. But you know, I'm just like some rando. Take my opinions. <laughs> for the rando. <laughs> well, from a female perspective, they did really try to amp up the girl power in it. But it's still an... At its core, Charlie's Angels is still an action movie. Yeah. So action movies are fun. 
they have really, really high energy um, sequences, which I feel was the lacking part. I mean, fine, go all out girl power on this, but also give us the action that people are looking for in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I mean, like, action, fun. I feel it's more of a genre issue for me. Yeah, maybe. I feel like because they started off great, like that first sequence, that first action sequence of the movie was great. And then everything. And my God, was Kristen Stewart so hot? I'm sorry, yep. I can't get she, over it. <laughs> she was. Anyway, that, that first action so sequence crazy. was really great. It was pretty awesome, especially if the bad guy was the, the dude in Crazy Rich Asians, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. And then every other action scene just couldn't beat that. It would match it, but it wouldn't, you know, you would expect something more, but then it just wouldn't beat that first action sequence. Yeah. I feel like. No, but that's true. I mean, they, they 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 just couldn't like you know they couldn't after setting after setting the precedent in the beginning, they just they couldn't top it or they couldn't like maintain mm-hmm. that kind of sense of um, I don't know sense of um, escapism. I guess. I guess movies are linear because you got to have a beginning, a climax, and an end, right? Mm-hmm. So the climax of the action sequence suddenly just like was at the start. So it just went downhill from there. And you would you would expect from an action movie for it to get more and more exciting mm-hmm. towards the end. Yeah. But it didn't really follow through. Yep. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. I still enjoyed it though, but you know yeah, it was I, eye candy at the very least. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Just because of Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> So, any other movies? Oh, yeah. Any other movies? Go. Um, No, I think, actually, I think we're good for our first episode, really. (laughs) Really? Really? Hmm? There's so much to talk about. But yeah, I miss the cinemas, but thank God for Netflix. Absolutely. Right now, we don't know when the next time any of us is going to be in a cinema or when we're going to see movies that are new. But at the moment... I think we should just all be grateful that we have a roof over our head. We got Netflix on the TV. We got food in the fridge, which is more than we can say for a lot of people at this point. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to know what everybody else who's listening is watching. I'd love to know what's keeping you guys entertained while we are still undergoing quarantine in one form or another. If you're watching shows, if you're watching movies, if you're watching documentaries, let us know. We We really want to hear about it. Or if you have any issues with Anjo, please tell, please direct them to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was such a mistake talking about Charlie's Angels that way. But yes, please, please do let us know about what movies you've been watching. You may actually suggest some some movies that we haven't seen ourselves. So we may we may actually check that out and talk about I it. I have no problems with girl power movies. Just so everyone knows, just for the record, yo. <laughs> How, what a great start, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, great, guys. great first impression. Next time we do this, we should do this when everyone's awake, I think. <laughs> or uh, we'll see. We will. We'll see our email inboxes if we get a lot of hate. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be I, talking a lot. I get a lot of hate. We're still gonna blame uh-huh. Anjo for this. <laughs> uh, They'll talk about Wonder minute, Woman but... next week. We will. We will. Or for our next Wonder episode. Woman's awesome. Oh yeah, because she's got a sequel yes, coming we up. Shall. Uh, when do we get Kristen to watch that? Wing. When do we get to watch 1984? The way things are going, it'll probably be on HBO Max in August. 
By the way, things going, we are living 1984 by George Orwell. That is so sad and so literary. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. You know, they're also saying Black Widow might just be on Disney+. Plus. That's so sad. Yeah, but I don't think Mm. everybody will have access to Disney+. Plus. That makes it sadder. Black Widow will be on Disney+. Plus. Also Mulan. Because we only watch things in legal ways. Yes, we do. Yes, all of us. (laughs) So that was our first episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. This has been Subbo Tours. I was Misha. I'm Andrew. And I'm MJ. Join us next time as we talk more about what we've been watching. And um, hopefully there will be a next time because we're still totally in quarantine. We don't know where this is going to go. I hope we don't die. We'll be stuck with Netflix movies. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not those Christmas ones. Uh, It's about family and love. It's usually about… You know what's about family? <laughs> well, I guess we'll be watching Fast and Furious then this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we could totally talk about that. Oh, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that. We'll talk about that some Vin other Diesel. time. We'll talk about his improbable career. Oh, I love… I, I can't wait to talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> you just want to talk about the Street Sharks toy promo that he did. Subbo Tours is a movie review podcast <laughs> by a DJ, writer, and a filmmaker. Subbo Tours is produced, <laughs> recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Okay.